there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Let's be honest. Let's I was, be honest. I was, I was, you know what? I, 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 I liked you. <laughs> I can't believe. I am so excited to hear you, lad. A top 100 players of all time list from GDC Media. Now, this was all over Twitter last week, so we thought we'd have a little look at it. If you put Lampard in a lesser side, does he do we anything? You can't do that. Because you have to do that. We can't. It's about the players, not about the team. You're, you're telling me about a, a, set of, set of, a celebration when he was the top scorer of that competition. You're giving me... You're giving, what's your argument with Ronaldo? It was the greatest implosion in football in history. I have never seen anything like it. Right, people, let's talk Champions League. You are listening to The Ripple Effect with me, James Alcott. I am joined by brother and producer, Kai, brother, Kweku, <laughs> and brother, Faisal. Yes, sir. Uh, all joining me. We did the podcast, uh, which came out a couple of days ago. Make sure you go check it out. It was good fun. Hot debates on, let's say, Pogba, I think. Got a bit heated, didn't it? Real Madrid got a little bit heated. <laughs> At times as well, Ancelotti as well. Lots oh, to man. lots to jump into there. Yeah, when I speak about Ancelotti, I lose my head. Man. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I noticed. And, <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about Champions League and uh, the UCL group stages often get overlooked in terms of the spectacle factor, mainly because the jeopardy isn't there in comparison to the knockout stages. But what if I told you that the group stages are far more important than the knockout stages in what they mean for the season as a whole? What happens in the group stage does not stay in the group stage, but instead has widespread ripples for clubs across Europe that last months, if not years. So I think what we can do, we've got some ripple effects that could come from the, the groups themselves, but I think it might be good to get the odd prediction here and there when it comes to the, sort of the top two, because I don't think I've done it. I was going to do it on a video. I don't think I've done it. And um, and actually, when we did the live draw, people got really annoyed because I asked everyone else. There was eight people there. I asked everyone else and then didn't say who I thought was going to get through as well. So uh, we'll try and do that as well. But far more important than that, <laughs> we have a top 100 players of all time list from GDC Media. Now, the one thing I, I, I haven't been able to get to the bottom of, what's GDC Media? <laughs> I don't. No one knows, oh, right? Yeah. No, no. Them. No. I have no clue what it is. But somehow, <laughs> just dropped a nuclear bomb on social media. Exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. went away. <laughs> so, if you haven't seen it, uh, we'll put a link to uh, a tweet that has the list. You're going to need this list to have a little look at. But we'll obviously have the names, and I'll read out the numbers at times. And we're going to put forward some some ripples or some new entries. Basically, pick apart this list of the top 100 players of all time and put forward our five top players of all time we feel like maybe a top 20 could be another podcast down the road if that's something that you think we should do then let's know on twitter but let's dive into the champions league first and foremost and our first ripple effect which slapped me in the face and i had to send a voice note to kai immediately saying this is a ripple effect that could occur so Yannick Balassi is the reason that Man United signed Wilfred Zaha and is the reason why Eric Ten Hag will fail as Man United manager let me take you back to the 12th of December 2012, the day Zaha scored his last goal for Palace before Man United signed him. Yannick Balassi won the ball back in the final third and played through Zaha 
for him to score in the 39th minute. A month later, Man United sign 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 Zaha for around 15 million, loaning back to Palace straight away. Zaha then goes on to score a brace to beat Brighton in the playoff semi-final, and then goes on to win the decisive penalty in the final against Watford. Quick quiz: Who scored the winner in the, that final? Who scored that penalty? Does anyone know? Phillips. It was Kevin Phillips. Well done. By doing this, he granted. Yeah, <laughs> get him on mastermind. Uh, by doing this, he granted Palace Premier League football, and without knowing it, he made it easier for Palace to resign him. Zaha then goes to Man United, and it does not work out for one reason or another, depending on reports. No comment. Yeah, don't ask for Juice ever, especially on Sky Sports on a Saturday night. <laughs> Zaha then goes. Uh, sorry, but if Zaha had worked out and worked out at Man United and stayed at Manchester United, he could then have given Eric Ten Hag just what he needs this season—a winger. And so much more could have occurred if he if he was still the winger to this day. We'll answer that in a second. Hang on. Their wingers are dropping like flies, and Zaha would actually be a really good solution. But if they had stayed, it's also likely that Rashford wouldn't be the player that he is now, as they play in the same position. But I think Zaha, you chuck him on the right-hand side as well. Flash forward to 2023, and Zaha is now at Galatasaray. Despite being injured at the minute, he could be back soon and would play against who, Faisal? Manchester United. Manchester United in the group stages. Could Zaha finish off Manchester United once and for all? Right. We'll get to Zaha. Let's talk about the group first. Because I think when you're looking... So what happens when you're in football media is you have to do predictions. And when you do predictions, you could just go with the obvious top two teams of every group. Or you could have a little feeling here or there and you could lean on those feelings and then you could put it out there for the world to see. Now, Galatasaray, for example, and the group with Man United, that feels like one of those groups where something could happen. Galatasaray have had a really... Interesting couple of transfer windows, as have quite a few Turkish clubs, mm-hmm. Fenerbahce as well, where they've spent a lot of money, but they've focused on free agents and you know yep. the wages, obviously, yep. that come with that. But through that, they've got a team. And th- the name that stood out for me, I think overall the squad is one that's obviously going to struggle, you'd imagine. But if you can get the best starting lineup there, in terms of names, it's a really strong team. And in Angelino... Well, Angelino, I always get this wrong. Angelino. Angelino. Sorry, which one was it? Eo. Neo. Angelino. Angelino. Yeah, sorry, right. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. The squiggle on the end. Yeah, yeah. Angelino. <laughs> That's a hell of a player to be signing. Mm-hmm. Great signing. Great signing. And Dombele, we know there's a player there somewhere. He has certainly he's talented. <laughs> <laughs> You've got some older heads in there as well. Dries Mertens as well. Obviously, Icardi, who scored a lot of goals last year. So, when it comes to the group, do you think there could be a surprise here? Because Man United are struggling at the moment. I had them. Uh, we 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 recorded a similar video where we gave our predictions for each group a couple of weeks ago, and I had uh, United finishing third. Um, right, I, stand I, by that. I, I still stand by it. It helps having Brighton, of course, winning yep. <laughs> last game and the whole Anthony situation and the whole uh, Sancho situation. But I I feel like Gala. Uh, let's just say Gala to make it easier. I feel like they'll finish second. I feel like. The home form is crazy. It's 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 one of the the scariest and most dangerous stadium to go to to actually just 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 to play a game. The signing you mentioned, 
great signings. That's low key. Andre signed that, that that you didn't make. Like they've got a, a right back, Sasha Boa. He's French. He's been there for a couple of years. Very good. The centre back pairing, very good. Icardi last season. You saw what he did last season. Hakim Ziyech is there. You got Mertens there. You've got Zaha. Whether he's going to be back or not, they've made some very good signings. Ziyech is there. Yeah. So they've made some good signings, and I feel like against Man United, who's going through that form of their own. The Ten Hag situation, the lack of wingers, the Mason Manzal, Amber Batwether, he's, apparently he's not even a Ten Hag signing. That's a lot of uncertainty with that Man United team. I feel like Gala, and I've got more faith in Gala picking up three points at that home than United picking up three points at Old Trafford. Uh, that was, that was a, I did see that actually. And do you know what aged brilliantly for you? Because um, was that that shout of the, the home form? Because I think Lears then said, we're brilliant at home. And we then, always and do then, and then, and then Brighton. Welcome to Football Media. That was will not be the last time that, that occurs. Um, Kweku, do you do you buy into this Galatasaray squad? And do you think they could cause an upset? Is this a question really as much as how bad are Man United as opposed to how good are Galatasaray? Well, I think you have to cast your eye to other teams in the group as well. I think everybody assumes that Bayern Munich are going to seem to go through this group. I've seen Bayern Munich this season. The games have been on Sky. They've not been impressive. They've not been great. I think people could could get results. It would be the most Manchester United thing in the world to do to to have lost against Brighton in that fashion on the weekend and then go and get a result against Bayern Munich at their place. It would just be so Man United. So I don't think it's as clear-cut as, as Bayern are going to win this group and not lose against it or drop points against anybody else. But in but terms of... they absolutely of, should. They absolutely right. should. They absolutely yeah. should. They should. I appreciate the nuance. But like they, but, with the squad that they've got, yeah, Harry Kane it, up top, they absolutely if you look at, should. If, if you look at it on paper, they absolutely should. But I don't know. The, the game between Bayern and Man United, I think they could split it. I think Bayern comes to Old Trafford. I think Man United could, in theory, win that game, depending on when that game is in the group. Probably the last game of the group. So Bayern are probably uh, the second last. second last game of the group. Yeah. So Man United, the Bayern could potentially already be through by that point. So right. it's... It's an interesting one. Galatasaray obviously going to pose a bigger threat to Manchester United than than Copenhagen. I think all teams that group should potentially get six points against Copenhagen. But even, um, but even Copenhagen, they haven't. They have only lost one game in Champions League um, during the last ten. Just check that. It, <laughs> it, might, it might be another triple F moment, but but, but I, I believe they've only lost one game over the past 10, 15 years at Champions League. So um, uh, well, that, well, at home, home sorry. At home, at home, right, at home. Right, right. I, I think. I think. Yeah, it's fashionable right now to say that Galatasaray are going to finish ahead of Man United's group. I expect Man United to finish second in this group and go through uh, to the knockout stages of the Champions League. They should have enough. They should have enough. I um, I think in terms of where, like overall, Man United should be. I agree with you. Should be fine. I just think it's what could occur is you. What you need to do is you need to get to nine points, don't you? Yeah. yeah. So actually, these first three games in particular, I think, are so that first game against Galatasaray. Can you just check if it's at Galatasaray or if it's at Man United? I think that could be huge because, say, Galatasaray, whoever if they're able to, if it's at home and they're able to win that one, right? Or whoever's able to sort of take the points there. I think Man United, by the end of this group stage, will be far, far stronger than they are right now. Yeah. The first one against Galatasaray is at Old Trafford. It's at Old Trafford. I think that's a bit of a saving grace for, for Man United. And I think that will hope, you would hope, if you are a Man United fan, that that will uh, allow you to at least get a bit of a foothold. And then I agree that, look, you never know with these away games. Because I do think, I think it's both easy to say it, but I'm probably going to say the same thing about St. James's Park in a second. So it is a thing. Like, 
It is, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't think Man United do very well in Turkey either. No. They Isn't don't. That a thing? No, it's a welcome to hell thing. <laughs> or the, yeah. Welcome yeah, to hell. We, saw, we saw what happened a couple of years ago. Istanbul, Istanbul Bashir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Copenhagen have just given debuts to you know, Rasmus Hoyland. His two younger brothers, who are twins, have made their debuts oh, wow. this season for Copenhagen. Narrative, narrative, really? narrative. <laughs> it's all narrative. <laughs> so when it comes to, to uh, Zaha hurting them here, do you see this coming back round? Is there a bit of poetry in all of this? I hope, I hope it happens. Oh, I'd love to yeah. see it, man. Yeah, that's like, we we all hope it happens. When you saw the draw made, obviously everyone's looking at Bayern Munich. It's like, oh, Harry Kane's going to come and pan a hat trick against Manchester United. It probably is. But I was thinking more about Wilf Zaha. He will have the bit between his teeth, and we know wow. what Zaha's like as well in terms. So hopefully he's back from from injury, and he can he can show yeah. up and show out against Man United because I'd love to see him crash it on United as a Chelsea fan. Yeah, I, he is going to be on a mission. Yeah. Absolutely on a mission for a couple of reasons, I think as well. Like not just the the Man United angle, but I think coming back to England, playing in England, because mm. I think some people will have somewhat turned their nose up at him going to Galatasaray in the first place. So for him to to sort of step up, as you say, and show out, that would be pretty cool. Newcastle's group is simultaneously the best possible outcome and the worst possible outcome. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's a ripple, Kai. As <laughs> <laughs> you flatlined it there by saying both. <laughs> so Newcastle find themselves in a group consisting of AC Milan, Dortmund and PSG. The positive around this group is that it sounds a lot harder than it actually is. Dortmund are miles off it this season. Meanwhile, AC Milan have just lost the Milan derby 5-1 against Inter. That Chiram goal, by the way. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, certain goals, you go, oh. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That whole, that whole game was yeah. like that. So I yeah. can't believe I was watching. And PSG have only won two of their opening five matches. This means that Newcastle have a more realistic, more than realistic chance of topping the group. The ripple effect of this is that it could garner a lot of momentum for them in the competition and make them the dark horses for the tournament. But the problem with this group is that there are no rest games or let's say Copenhagen games, if we mm, want to call them that, right? So in terms of, no disrespect, I've been to Copenhagen recently. It's a beautiful place. And in terms of facing sides who are clearly worse than Newcastle, this means that they uh, they won't be able to rotate their team like Man City or Arsenal, or I think, say, get those 10 points and then last couple of games rotate there as well. This could be a massive knock-on uh, effect when it comes to the league form. And whilst they might make it out of the group and into the knockout stages, it could cost them Champions League football next season and force the owners to make their first sacking, even though it won't really be Eddie Howe's fault. Okay, so what? So what we have? We generally play a game here of what you having, what you're not having. Okay, because this, you know, this is a creative podcast, and this is a conceptual podcast. Okay, so sometimes you just got to throw things out there because you know shit happens, right? <laughs> so final sentence. Let's just get that one out of the way. I don't think Eddie Howe gets the sack, regardless of how they get on this season. Quicko, give it, me a face. I, th- I think it, I think it's on the cards. I think it's on, what I don't like is wow. I do not like when the goal. Ever since Arsenal made top finishing the top four a trophy, I hate when the goal is to finish in the top four because you get Champions League football and then you get into Champions League. It's like oh, but we need to worry. No. All the eggs need to be in the Champions League basket. That's yeah. what you've you fought tooth and nail for. Like you need to be concentrating on that competition. Mm. And like you rightly outlined there, on paper, they're incredible way trips for, for Newcastle fans, Dortmund, Milan and uh, and Paris. 
But on paper, those teams ain't amazing. If you like, the start of the season's not been great. And so I think Newcastle are well within their rights to think that they can top that group. Not just get through that group, top that group. Totally whether, whether their league form suffers as a result, it is what it is. But the Champions League is where it needs to be at for Newcastle because I think that they've got a great chance of proceeding pretty far into this competition, which will be great for Eddie Howe. Maybe, I don't think... I don't think he will get sacked, but I don't think it's impossible that he gets sacked if Newcastle don't do well in the Champions League or the league. If So just to round this one off, in terms of him, there being a possibility of him going, right? Say they top the group, but go out in the round of 16. Mm-hmm. Is that the next one or is it the one before that? Anyway, yeah, basically, first round, right? Yeah. And, but they finish 13th. Is he, is he fine? Nah, you can't. Nah, nah. They can't. They can't. What the rules? Okay, what I'm really asking is, what are the rules? What are the rules? Okay, the (laughs) rules. The rules are, you've got to finish in the top six, and go on a decent run in Europe. That's the that's the rule of a Newcastle. I I don't think Champions League is as high as in their bucket list, in my opinion, because they've already exceeded that. Then that Newcastle never expected Champions League football after one year of this Saudi project. Mm. I think they thought it was going to happen two, three years, four years down the line. So I think what happens now, amazing Champions League, Mbappe's coming, Dortmund, historic clubs. If they go out of the group stage, all right, cool. It's not as bad. I feel like it's more about the Premier League. If if Mm. 13th, that's a sack. Top 10, that's still a sack. I predicted, I think there was a tweet said, what's your hot takes uh, heading into the, this season? I said Eddie Howe's going to get sacked into, in this season. I don't feel like he's going to be the right manager to take them that step further. I think really? they've reached that ceiling. Good job. Good job. Good job. <laughs> but heading... Pushing Taking it to the next level, Eddie Howe is not going to be that manager. Okay. So I think the rules are... I think he's fine. I, th- I think is that you saying it or is this just you like Eddie Howe okay I no I'm not bothered about Eddie Howe if I'm honest I think he's a brilliant manager and I think what I'm intrigued to see is how ruthless is the ownership here because actually they've been very sweet and nice because they can be sweet and nice because they haven't had to actually make any hard decisions and they have they have time because they have money mm-hmm. and so they can go, okay, what's the right profile for us? What's the right kind of player? 21-year-old Anthony Gordon. Yep, that's Harvey Barnes. Yep. Like young, good Lufermente, players. Lewis Hall. Exactly, exactly. Like, we're not, you know, we don't have that stockpiling of players. So, okay, let's go get a, a couple of Chelsea guys or whoever it is to help, you know, help the squad get better. Because that was the remit, I think, to a point this season. It was. And this is the thing, uh, there's been a... A lot of um, people disagreeing with where I, I would put Newcastle. I I think Newcastle will finish seventh, eighth, ninth. Same. And I'm cool with I like if I was Eddie Howe. Or sorry, if I was the ownership here, and I think if they get through this group, or even at the very least, if they're sort of third minimum, and finish tenth or higher, I I would say absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. I don't need. I don't. If I was a Newcastle fan, I don't need you to get in the top four again this this season because I don't think that team was was capable of it. And also, I think you've got to think about the context of the Champions League. What I could see happening easily is that they do get out of the group, and this is what I've consistently said throughout. Is especially when you've got a group like this, the the ripple effect of like the occasion, 
the excitement, the novelty of all of this is incredibly powerful. And then when you mix that up with a squad that has a hell of a lot of talent in it, mm. in a league that's completely stockpiled with mm-hmm. the best talent, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then although you have these names of AC Milan and Dortmund and, and PSG, I'm not buying it. Okay, so I, I think I... they could do well, and I think, but I think the Premier League is so much harder than you think, and so if you are switched on and, and you're not getting above yourself, which I don't think generally, certainly the Newcastle fans are, I think they can live with tenth. Uh, no, it can't be because let's go through it. Sorry, Six... sorry, not tenth, not ninth, because no. there's a cut off. There's <laughs> let's go through. And... Let's go through oh, the teams. Let's go through yeah, the teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah City, right. Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs, United, United. Who else, if you're a Newcastle fan, can you accept finish ahead of you? I know everyone loves Brighton. If you're a Newcastle, if Newcastle owners, like what this 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 Brighton team that the lineup they put up against Manchester United on the weekend cost how much? Like seventeen mil. Mm-hmm. Like why are Bright? Why should Brighton finish ahead of Newcastle United? Because they're better. Because they've got a better manager. I think got they got their they've got a better manager. I think if they've you, got less strain as well. I think that I think that's an important thing here. Is yeah, that Newcastle. Newcastle are a, a, a huge club with a huge fan base. Brighton are not. Yeah. So that's true. Brighton will consistently be patronised in a way that kind of works for them. And Newcastle were somewhat patronised last season in a way that really worked for them. Because it's like, oh, go on. You know, it's like you know, yeah. it's like me and my son like, in the park. Like, he can't do the stairs yeah. himself. So I'm going to give him a little nudge on his lovely bum. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but when you then get into the, that arena and you're like with everyone, it's a different expectation. Yeah. So not only... Like Newcastle can beat absolutely anyone, and that's why people think maybe I'm contradicting myself because I absolutely can see them topping in topping this group because they can beat everyone. But when they step into the Champions League, and it's a little bit like Leicester City when they got into the Champions League the first time, they they quarters. struggled in the league, but they got to the quarterfinals and they beat some teams along the way because mm-hmm. it kind of allowed them to sort of reset and be the like the underdog again and that takes away an element of pressure whereas in the Premier League they're the big dogs now mm. they've got a really good team and they should be beating everyone but that's a good point that you made because that was mentioned as well but it's different Leicester they won the Premier League so the next season we don't care what you do even if you finish 15, 16, 17 you won the Premier but League but everyone did care about what they did because the story well, well, the was the following season well they yeah. did because they sacked they sat Ranieri pretty yeah. early on because and that is why we have created a fantastic show called The Narrative yeah. where the idea with Leicester was the first year, what was the story? The story's like, they're not going to win it, are they? Mm. What's newsworthy? Mm-hmm. So when you win it and you're 5,000 to one, what is the news story the next season? It's getting relegated. Yeah, That's the story. So that's what Chelsea are really struggling with right now. It's like they can't get out of that story. Yeah. That's what I mean. And I think when, that, when the narrative changes, it does have this sort of osmosis. It does affect players and teams and, and, and the, the feeling of the the opposition and of your fans yourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's why I I keep having that feeling that I think they'll do really well. The only thing that I, I wonder is can they deal with can they deal with really tough Wednesday night football week in week out? Like can they deal with that pressure of that? Because no. these are elite teams. No, when Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, I just or Tuesday, Saturday I think it's going to be very, very difficult for them. And I, I love Livermento. I loved him when he was like, in Chelsea Academy. I thought he was going to go on to play for Chelsea, obviously. Unfortunately, Reece James plays in that position. Lewis Hall's a great player. 
Dan Byrne is is. Uh, the loyalty might kill Eddie Howe. The, 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 being tied to his philosophy or tied to the way that he thinks football should be played yeah. might kill him because they've really gone all in and I, I commend the, the ownership group for doing it in terms of giving them the keys to the kingdoms like you're going to do your way. But if it doesn't go right, it's all on him. But that's it. See, that's kind of coming back to my point. It's like, it's about the lens, right? Dan Byrne or Almiron, ah. Oh couldn't love them more right yeah, last yeah, year yeah 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 the, the disrespect that dan burn gets the disrespect that nick popes gets. but when you then step up to this new thing yeah like all of a sudden dan burn's gone from this wonderful players so you go oh, hang on why have you got that freak playing left back it's not fair it's <laughs> yeah. not fair but the problem yeah, is yeah, it's yeah. it's the reality yeah. and it affects how people feel and behave okay jim can i ask you a question we know how sorry dan burn. how how emotive newcastle fans are if you're a Newcastle fan, do you accept the West Ham finish ahead of you? Do you accept that? that who've, they've also got European football. Because if I'm a Newcastle fan, I cannot, based on everything, based on the size of the club, based on the money invested, based on the European football that we've got and the European football that they've got as well, accept the West Ham finish ahead of us. But based on your prediction, you, I think you probably have West Ham ahead of Newcastle in the league. There's another... But there's... Except... You could be disappointed. Yeah. So again, if they... So I think where it's fair, right, is you go... Last year was above expectations. No one expected them to be where they are, right? And now they're here. Let's, have, you know, enjoy this season and be ready to 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 kill it next year. Because you have to, as a squad, learn to acclimatise with mm-hmm. Champions League football as well. And that's, again, another thing that I people are sort of talking about is the experience of AC Milan, the experience of Dortmund, the experience of PSG. I'm intrigued to see if that is, does that outweigh the enthusiasm kind of, of youth, if you know what I mean, mm. like being there and having done it, but maybe mm. not being as good, mm-hmm. you know, you know, in terms of market value of the whole squad, I think it would be quite close for some of the teams. I think probably, probably that's what makes it tricky for, you know, AC Milan overall must, I would imagine have a much higher market value, PSG probably Ooh, as well, but they're younger, Dortmund, I think it would be close, maybe Newcastle, maybe just Pippet. Um, I think, it, but it, I think, it, think enthusiasm and youth does win out though. But the, so yeah, so, I, I, this is the thing I always think is like there's always another season mm. so is it worth was it worth burning down everything Tuchel had created to to go oh we need to fix it this year no no, no that, that's, what that's you, my that's, point that's what you've got me so, <laughs> that's, uh, what, that's what you've so got so with me. Newcastle if you finish 10th <laughs> because West Ham have done brilliantly in terms of recruitment had an amazing season had uh, well probably had European football but it's interesting to see how long they go on with that but Europa League is very different to Champions, Champions League, League in yeah. terms of the first half of the season yeah these are all things that like yeah. are, have to be taken into consideration um, but I think the narrative around Eddie Howe will become can he? But can he do this step up? But the same thing was pointed at Arteta, and when the, when the pressure was really there last year, because people were saying you better get in the Champions League this year, and then he, you know, he really destroyed it. So mm-hmm. I think that season for me should be next season for Eddie Howe. Okay. Yeah, I've done this. Right. You've actually convinced <laughs> no, me. Fair, uh, fair, fair, fair point. So what? It's a long story short. You guys have Newcastle qualifying? Yes or no? Well, out of the group. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. that they will get. At least six points at home. Okay. So can they get four points from the others? I think they can. And I think they will. I think they'll finish second. I think PS... I can't figure out if PSG or AC Milan is going to miss out on this. I think 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 PSG will eventually come good this season. I think we're going to see an interesting PSG team. I know they haven't started the season brilliantly in the league. But um, Dortmund, nah. AC Milan, nah. Can I ask about the PSG thing? Do you think there's a bit of like... 
hipster lean on. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. I'm on it now. I, I hated PSG before. I'm like, now nah, I got rid of the superstars. You're starting again. You're bringing this. Yeah, what you don't get is. I've always loved Kang in Lee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's where we're He's a good player, though. I've always loved him. He's a good player. But, like, will it. Again, this is what I think. It's about sometimes it's a the squad can be good, but it's just not it's not about this season. Yeah. And that's my question with PSG. Is it about this season for them? I think the I, I think it has to. Uh, I think it has to. There's this whole Mbappe project. Now you finally now got the keys. This is your team. This is your you wanted most of the players. Dembele, you wanted him. Colomwani, you wanted him. You asked for it. Barcola from Liverpool, you wanted him. So all the players that you've asked for are not there. They've given you now the project. Step up now. Yeah. I don't think, though, Lucho, Luis Enrique is going to have the balance midfield and balance attack. Because that's no need. Why, why, why would you sign Gonzalo Ramos for 80 million and then Colomwani for 90 million? So who are you sacrificing? Because one person has to be on the bench. Because Mbappe is going to play on the left-hand side. Then Boos, then is going to play on the right-hand side. Who's going to be your main striker? Uh, Dembele will be out for about six months of the season, though. So mm-hmm. At one point, yeah. <laughs> at one point. Essentially, he's been playing force nine and he's pretty much killing it at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, your midfield doesn't make sense. Ugarte, great signing. Mm-hmm. Lee Kanging has to be played. I don't know. I don't think Enrique was the right fit for this PSG team. Campus there as well, but he's got his own problem. Nasser, Nasser it's... I like what they're building, but I feel like it's just Mbappe, 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 just yeah. to make him happy. But will that? Um, can you trust? Like you've got two really excellent players in Moani and Ramos. Are they both young enough and malleable enough for them to like go? Okay, well I'm going to play one game, then you're going to play the next game. Like that's probably the difference this time is that you have a squad that goes. Oh, he's the. That's the shining star. It's Kylian Mbappe, and we're all going to kind of work around him. But you've got the energy and talent and potential there as well. Whereas in previous years, it was like, okay, we're trying to get as many of these like old dudes in yeah, here. Yeah, that yeah. It's not enough to get you around it to sort of, because also like, you know, you've got your starting 11, but you need players to come off the bench and change the game. That's Correct. football now. So Gonzalo Ramos just screams to me of somebody who has a, a decent enough season at PSG for this year. And then he's shipped off in the summer next year and goes to a Premier League team and bangs because yeah. I think, I think he's really, really good. But like you said, you're right to point out, I won't, I won't call it clicky, but there's players that that's that players Mbappe that... clearly had an influence in terms of bringing in, and Gonzalo Ramos is not one of those. So if one's going to be sacrificed, probably going to be him. Yeah, I think he's towards more Exactly. I think that that's what the front true they want. But in terms of balance, Gonzalo Ramos has to start. Mm. Have Mbappe an actual number nine, and then have them build in the right hands because Colomani is not a striker. He's he's more of a wide mid wide winger. He's not a striker. Oh, really? Yeah, you I don't, don't think you can do it through the middle. Colomani, no. Mm. Okay. So, I think Colomani is more like Dembele. We know you're gonna get injured. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, well, like, well, like, we, we're expecting you to get injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, who's your, who's finishing top out of that group? I've got PG and AC second, Milan, okay. uh, Newcastle, Newcastle third. Newcastle. Uh, I've got Newcastle finishing top, and I've got PSG finishing second. Oh, what? Yeah. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna go Newcastle second, PSG top. You got Newcastle first. Just yeah. missed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Champions League is different. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. That's a big. That's a big. But shot. I think I think they're gonna struggle. I think they're gonna struggle. Dropping a few bombs today. Okay. Yeah, 
Man City signing Gvardia will see Erling Haaland break a Champions League hat-trick record this season. Oh, yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. The record for most hat-tricks in a single Champions League campaign is three by Cristiano Ronaldo during the 2015-16 season. City's group consists of RB Leipzig, Red Star Belgrade and Young Boys. We did a live draw a reaction as it was happening. I, think I, tr- I tried to get you on doing that last yeah, minute yeah, yeah. when I was panicking because someone dropped out. Um, and... Uh, as it was happening, literally, James uh, James Wayne, Citizen Wayne is his YouTube channel. He was the Man City fan for it. And I was thinking, this is so funny, because as the teams were going out, you know, <laughs> you know about the storyline. He's like, what? The Man City have got an easy, easy group, group yeah, again. again. And he's like, I, honestly, I can't even lie. Like, that's 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 a doddle. We're sorted. <laughs> I think he'll break, if you could just correct me if I'm wrong, uh, he will break Ronaldo's group stage record, which he broke. I think he's got 11 or 12 okay. but that's going to be destroyed so when it comes to free hat tricks so are you saying you know is he not going to get at least two in these six games it feels like I definitely will do Joel uh, the Gegen Pressing podcast who we had in that that live was talking about Leipzig in their podcast and they were saying that like He's good team. Yeah, really good team. Yeah. And like a lot of sort of like nice like 20, 21 year old wonder kids who are kind of you're sort of waiting for them to kick off a little bit. So that could be considering who the players they lost as well. They lost Fadiol, they lost Bosley, they lost Nkunku. They they lost a lot of players. Yeah. But, um but they've they've improved much like in my opinion much better. Like we, we covered in Euro show like Appenda, Chavez Simmons. That's some good young mm-hmm. talents. Apparently, we know we saw we did with Lens, Chavez Simmons, of course, a PSV. I think the fact that they play four two two almost as well. His role this season is yeah, he's killing he, it. He's, he's it. killing it. He scored against Bayern, of course, in the Super Cup. I think they've got a good team, but to 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 trouble Man City, <laughs> come on now. No, <laughs> and do you know what as well? Like the Man, Man City, it's you know sometimes you, you might go, oh maybe they'll be complacent, but like they play like the same way anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So they just yeah. pop off these teams. It's um. So they beat the Leipzig 7-0 last year. Ireland got five goals in that game. And uh, City have just bought their best defender. So <laughs> we expect. Yeah. I, think, I don't know if that's, you know, is that, a, is that a bet you can put on? I don't know. But, but yeah, I think he's 11's a good shout. Do we, what is the, what's the most ever when it comes to Champions League in a season? In the season, yes. group stage. I think uh, I it's think eleven in the group stage. Yeah. It's eleven. eleven. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and there's only two players that have scored in every single game of a group stage. Ronaldo is one. Do you know the other? Lewandowski. No, no, that is. Oh, Halle. Yeah, yes. Halle. Yeah. Nice. Twenty-one, twenty-two. Come on. Yeah, happy that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm having this like real like quiz paranoia at the oh, moment. I can tell. I can everyone's tell. like everyone's doing all these quizzes, and I look. Like, I'm getting asked to do these quizzes, and I'm like. <laughs> oh, I, I'd quietly do a quiz, just us. <laughs> but I don't want a camera on me. It's scary. Mastermind, yeah. Mate, I don't know how you did that, man. I kept kept your stuff together. Very, very difficult. Yeah, I was very tense well. watching it. Uh, I know. I was tense watching that. Uh, yeah, Any tips? Uh, if I have to step into these arenas again <laughs> when it comes to the quizzes? Don't look at the time. Don't, don't, because the time is going to kill you. It's not, it's not knowing, easy, the questions are easy. It's the time because you're rushing yeah. to try to get the time. The time is the killer. Forget the time. That's great advice. That is good advice. Yeah. That is good advice. The time, yeah. The moment you see his Sharky's hand, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you're more, you're more concentrating yeah, on trying to, on trying to think about the five seconds than actually thinking about answer. Yeah, good. That's uh, why I lost the years. I someone said that at the start. Someone called him the um, the goat, and I was like, steady on, because <laughs> it's like he's won it once, and like Faisal's going to come back for this. You know, there's a round two here. Anyway. Man United's group will be the saving grace for Eric Ten Hag's Man United career 
or get him sacked. Man United's group consists of Bayern, Copenhagen, Galatasaray, we've spoken about. And because of that, generally they should, should finish in second place. But what if they don't? And if their league form stays the same and they get knocked out of the group stages, not only does it become an issue for the standing of the club, but also a huge financial implication as well, especially when they're walking across an FFP tightrope, it seems. Well, they definitely are. And this could genuinely lead to Eric Ten, Hag, uh, and, ugh, Eric Ten Hag getting the sack. Or is there anything in the idea that because I don't think he... I think he's safe enough to get knocked out of the Champions League group stage due to injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or put it on that. And having no European football could then save the rest of the season because he can then have a week each week, obviously, to focus on the Premier League and, and retain the league form. Uh, yeah. No European football, though. If they drop into Europa League, I don't think they've got the squad to contend with it. Mm. Um, and that is that is European football. And if Sorry, United yeah, yeah. Europa Because there's no way they finish fourth. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, I, I, I do think they don't take the Europa League seriously, but they're in it. So they might as well try and win it. Mm. Um, and so that, that will take its toll. I think he's in trouble. I think he's in uh, a little bit of trouble. I don't know if it's justified. Um, there's been a lot made about his player ID, which I think rightly is being questioned because he doesn't... I don't know. He needs a director of football there, basically. I remember when Jurgen Klopp came to to Liverpool and he was like, I want Gertz, I want Royce, I want these players I've worked with. And the director of football was like, no, we'll give you Salah, we'll give you Mane, and this is what you're going to work with. And, and it worked. Mm. Whereas Ten Hag is out there by himself. You look at the hierarchy of Manchester United, it's non-existent. I think he's a great, excellent O's coach, but as a as a director of football, somebody who's trying to identify talent, nah, take away mm. the purse strings. Um, it's tough. It's tough. And I think the Champions League is going to just be indicative of where Man United are. I just think that they're going to uh, do you think, struggle to. Do you to think he'll start the first game of next season? Yes. I do. Do, do you? Yeah. Because yeah. Man United take a long time to sack the managers. I think that's the. I think it would be foolish to sack him. Uh, after yeah, after yeah. the season and, and 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 let's say for argument's sake let's say let's just say January you sack him mm. who's a replacement I think that's that is often yeah, the the, that's the reason that's it um Conte the stop putting forward <laughs> Graham Potter for people we'll come to that in a minute um yeah, I think he'd be fine for a long time. Yeah. I really really do because I think there's a lot of this is circumstantial. Yeah, it is. the only thing that that sort of um what's the word like makes me queasy is is that how sort of hot Rashford and Fernandez has kind of always been hot I guess but it's like that individualism of the team but also like of of winning games mm. like and the need for Rashford and Fernandez and there was a there was often there was a big run of games last year where they won a lot of them but they were games they kind of should have won. And so they were able to kind of get those building blocks of confidence and get themselves going. And remember Rashford was like the best player in the world at one point mm-hmm. for a second. Like if that, that, if that doesn't all come together, it, that could, yeah, that could be, then you need to rely on the team and then that, that could be a problem. The, but there the was pantomime of football back. as well though. Football is a, is a pantomime to an extent in terms of the managers have to make you buy in. And I think Eric Hart's a great coach. He doesn't give you this, the, the Guardiola or the Klopp sense where it's like us against the world, the fans are going to be on side. But when things are turning to Old Trafford, the fans don't feel like they can relate to Eric Ten Hag in my opinion. He's not one of those managers that galvanises um, externally anyway. And so I think that that's part of the issue as well. Mm-hmm. When other managers go through tough periods, they kind of, 
get a bit more bitey. They get a bit more us against them. But then that gets chucked at them as well, though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It does. But if it's, for example, I've seen Eddie Howe do it to to his credit, where things have started, they didn't have great results for the international break, and he kind of created that siege mentality. And you see Newcastle fans online being like, "That's our guy. That's our manager." I don't feel like this is my main United team that finished third last season won the trophy it doesn't feel like that right now yeah, he yeah. should have so much more credit in the bank than he does right now that was really impressive Eddie Howe said something along the lines of he said well you know I'm I'm not really that kind of guy I don't really take it home with me I sort <laughs> of am able to understand yeah. what you know for me it's more about the performances than the points and, and I was like that's good yeah. that's clever <laughs> yeah, it's clever yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arsenal's group is the easiest group of them all when it comes to the English sides well actually that's not true that's it. isn't it um, but despite this being the easiest group in terms of form of the other teams, which we'll explain in a second. Um, does that make it a more pressurised situation for Arsenal to win the group? Does it put pressure on Arteta to play a strong side every week? Who on earth is he going to play in goal? <laughs> uh, we've spoken about that at length in the uh, podcast earlier this week. And is there a banana skin of this group waiting to happen? So the group is made up of uh, Lons, PSV and Sevilla. Lons are currently bottom of League 1. Sevilla are in 17th place in La Liga and PSV sit top of the Dutch league, meaning Arsenal should cruise the group, but will they? Hmm. Is there any way that they don't make it through as nah, top? No, no, no. They, they, yeah. they should comfortably, comfortably, comfortably. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they win 18 or 18 or even, six, or even like, uh, 16, maybe drop one point, uh, but they should comfortably. Like Lens this season is complete different story to what they were last season. They lost the best two players, Apenda, Fofana, it's it's tough. It's tough for a young, for a small team to go into the Champions League and sustain what they did last season, especially for a Lens team like this. PSV, great great performance, of course. They lost Chavis Simmons, but they replaced with Lozano X Y and Z. Sevilla, Ramos, hey, Sergio Ramos is back. <laughs> you know what I mean? El Capitan. Yeah, we're going to be talking yeah, about but, him in this top one hundred list. Well, by right? default, Sevilla finished third in the group, going win the Europa League. Like that's that's, that's probably what was going to happen. That's, that's, that's the Seville special. <laughs> yeah, that's the Seville special, that's, that's and I, the... I think Arsenal. But the problem with Arsenal, though, they lack. Historically, they've done well to get out of their group in Champions League and Europa League. They lack European heritage in terms of getting further past that point. So I think we all agree that Arsenal get out of their group. But this is the season where I think winning the Champions League is probably easier win than winning the Premier League. And if I'm a Arsenal, totally I look I at it and I think this is an opportunity to go deep 100%. in this competition. 100%. Because the competition this season I've seen is nowhere near as the competition as the previous seasons. No. Like at the moment... Who's like, just just out of interest? Who's your favourite to win the Champions League? It's Man City, but the people look at Real Madrid. I'm like, this is not the year that Real Madrid win the Champions League. There's not a chance, not with this team. So that's I was look at Man City. Then you say Bayern Munich maybe have got an opportunity to win it, and then that's what I mean. And Arsenal. That's, that's only two teams which which you can actually yeah. say yeah. it's Bayern or City before yeah. you had actually options. Yeah. Barca, Madrid. I think Barca's team is not bad. It's just Xavi. Xavi is Barca's like crippling it. Like he's he's their problem. Yeah. Okay, well, let's just say we're saying they're going to make it through. I agree. Yeah. I think they go very far. I think the problem with the Champions League predictions in terms of an overall thing is that, you know, it's a cup competition. So once it gets to that point, they yes. like Arsenal, Arsenal can beat Man City over two legs. They can. Absolutely. Yeah. They can. So it's there for them. I, I agree with you. And I think, yeah, in terms of having hard hitters absolutely everywhere, I, that doesn't feel like it totally exists. In terms of yeah. like uh, watertight quality. Yeah, Arsenal. Are, I think Arsenal, Man City, Bayern Munich, but they, they feel slightly fallible. But they, I guess with the league this year, they should be able to be able to kind of navigate that. But then that becomes the sort of league on PSG problem, where I think sometimes 
sometimes it can be you're better off having to play big game after big game because you're at the level mm -hmm. that's necessary when you step into those Champions League ties. Mm. I think that's hurt PSG at times. Yeah. Ripple time. Bellingham will be the star of the group stages and we're going to run through these a little bit quicker but I want to talk about Xavi because you just brought him up there because I want to get to his 100 players. So, uh, <laughs> Bellingham will be the star of the group stages. Real Madrid have an abundance of midfielders but what they don't have many of is players capable of playing at the tip of the diamond. If with Arda Gula injured and Brahim Diaz restricted to the bench, it means Bellingham is nailed on stop most of not all of the group stage matches. With the way his goal scoring is going, he could easily break Zidane's Champions League record. He's, uh, Bellingham currently has six Champions League goals to his name. Zidane, who also wore the number five, of course, for Madrid, only scored 14 career Champions League goals. It's not many, is it? Mm -hmm. If Bellingham surpasses his goal record, what does that mean for Bellingham's status? Wait, so Zidane's got 14 Madrid? and Drew's got how many? Six. Uh. How old's Bellingham again? 20? Yeah. He's got five assists as well. It, w it wouldn't even be an outrageous shout to say he could break it this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He could yeah. break it like the way the way the way we are f we have shaped up this season. But yeah, I feel like he is our only scoring option. Mm. Madrid will only win with Jude Bellingham performing good. Your your I mean. group is one of the groups I don't think people are talking about enough. No, because I, I think that's harder than you think. Uh, it is harder. Everyone I've seen everyone on Twitter, everyone on um, every, uh, uh, other content creators, they've done their, their predictions X, Y, and Z. Everyone's got Madrid finishing first. I said we're not finishing first. We're finishing second. Are you just safeguarding yourself? Mm. A little bit. <laughs> who finishes top of that group? Uh, Napoli. Yeah. I've got Napoli finishing. Uh, uh, do you know? What, do you know what happens every year? Like Real Madrid lose to someone wild. Sherry you know, like Bruges or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that is so Union. That's Union Berlin this year. That is Union yeah. Berlin this year. It does yeah. feel like yeah. that because they're a difficult. They're a very awkward team to play against as well like, with the way that they play. Yeah. And they've had an amazing story as well. And we're talking about like you, you know, the the sort of naivety of being in that competition for the first time. I think that could be one. Can I ask a question about Luke, Jude Bellingham? Obviously, we all love him. We all know he's great, um, and we know he's going to be one of the best players in the world. At at Real Madrid, very often, if a player even starts off really hot, there's a period of time where players struggle in their first season in Real Madrid. If you think about Modric's first season and you think about Courtois' first season, you think about when Vinicius first went there. Jonathan, there was, Jonathan Woodgate. Jonathan Woodgate in his well, first ever game. Iconic debut, didn't it? Iconic debut. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching there's, that. I remember watching struggles. that thinking, this is history. I'm yeah, this, this is crazy. <laughs> um, and there's all this fanfare about Jude Bellingham. I think there's going to be a period of time where it cools down a little bit, but because there is so much pressure, I just want to make sure the narrative doesn't turn it won't turn toxic because he's an incredible player but it's going to turn a little bit because he's not going to carry on scoring at this rate uh, easy but it helps now when we're, we're going to generation social media so anything that you do is just it, it, it gets head, um, headlighted pretty much throughout the whole season I think he's done well he's managed my I was one of the people I'm happy to say it that said I did not want Jude Bellingham at my team mm. not because he's not a good player it's more about two reasons I said he, he wouldn't fix our problems, which he hasn't in terms of striking. But what I said, which I was completely wrong, I put my hands up and said, I said he doesn't add anything special to what we have in the midfield. And I was completely wrong. Mm. Like, I can I can put my... Like, he adds completely different to what we... Camavinga's not like him. Chimeni's not like him. Modric is not like him. Cruz is not like him. But going back to your question, I feel like he's sustained. I feel he's... His mentality is so elite. Okay. He's already learning... Uh, I've read that he's got two or uh, twice a week. 
He mm. chills with the, with the French players, but it helps. The French player speaks English. He's won, the, the number five shirt for me speaks volumes because yeah. he said, you know what? I'm happy to take the pressure of Zizou and take that expectation on him. He's done more than... No one expected this, honestly. Mm. The, the way he's moving, his leadership skills, he's only 20. Yes, uh, right. Against the game against Sociedad, uh, Kepa's debut, uh, not Sociedad, against Celta Vigo, Kepa made a, uh, a mistake. After the game, he went to the Madrid fans and said, you know what? Let's just let's just clap towards Kepa. That's the leadership that we we we're, we're looking at. It. Yeah, I've, I think I've I've said this somewhere. And I can't I guess I can repeat myself, but I don't think I've believed in a player like I believe I believe in Jude Bellingham in mm. my lifetime in terms of like, and that's yeah. a long time. Like that, like he is, <laughs> he is absolutely everything you would hate to play against. Yeah, and I think the thing when you talk about the mentality, I was thinking about this the other day. He's He's in a rush to be great. Yes. He's like, he's, you know, Roy Keane, if you were sort of, um, if there was a task that he asked you to do, he said, make a paper airplane or something. You, if you, Roy Keane's watching you do it, you're going, like, yeah. you want to get it done quickly, right? That rush, right? Yeah. That sort of get on with it. I'm like, I can't hang around here because I'm, I, I'm a winner. Like that desire, that snarl. Mm -hmm. Jude Bellingham has that. Yes. Gerard had that as a player. But Jude Bellingham at 20. Yeah. And then you add in the physical aspects, like the size, the stride, the, the brilliance in terms of dribbling, the desire to score goals, the fact that he is constantly on the move. Like, look at that Scotland goal, how yeah. he kind of, he plays a pass and then all of a sudden he's in the box. Totally That's nice. because if you watch it back, everyone else is kind of seeing what's happening. He's, he's on his way. He's playing, he's playing the game how he wants to and that's when we were talking about Ancelotti previously to see that and then understand that and then to give him the, freedom. Talk, the keys the freedom yeah. to go where he needs to go means that although you think he's this player or that player even if he is this player he's still better than 99% of the world at being that player yeah. Yeah. so let him be whatever he wants to be in any scenario it's, I think he's awesome he's got that unquantifiable thing as well I think it was Leas who said that on, on uh, one Ripple Facts he's got that thing where the ball also does drop to him do you know like Messi and Ronaldo had that thing the reason yeah. why they were great is that the ball always fell to him and Neymar just didn't have that Neymar was equally as talented yeah. but didn't have but Jude Bellingham's got that thing where the ball drops to him things go his way he's made all the right moves from Birmingham to Dortmund to Real Madrid it's it's like that. Yeah, he, he and he's certain. He's certain. I think when you're certain, certain, like he's he will do whatever he wants to do whenever he's, he wants to do it. I think he's awesome. He's absolutely. Got, awesome. He's got superstar just written all over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah. I mean, the thing for the opposition as well is he. Like I, I was saying this to my mate the other day. He came in the pod. John. John's playing his um for his Saturday team. And I was saying I used to say this to players who had that stamina when I was playing sort of centre midfield. I said I went like second half ago. Make him make him quit. Make that centre midfielder quit mm. because you're gonna go. Because I've had that. Because I'd be the guy. I, I played in a position where I had to. I would see them making a run. I go right. I've got to go track that runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at some point, there's a phrase: it, fatigue makes cowards of us all. And I think that's Bellingham's got the ability to make you quit because he's mm. like there, then he's there, then he's stronger than you, then he's beating you in the air, then he's holding the ball off yeah. you. That's Gerard, that is. That's Gerard. Yeah, then he's making yeah. a little quip at you, like doing the what? What was that? The the, uh, the, the matador, the Spanish. Matador, yeah. Uh, so like. In every way, he'll make you quit. Yeah. He will make players. It always helped Jude. I, no one's. I haven't said this. No one speaks about it. It's the fact Mbappe is not in Madrid, and now he's the star. He's the superstar. He's the what we want him to be. If Mbappe had joined Madrid this summer, 
I don't think people will be talking as much as Jude Bellingham. He would just be, you know what, another midfielder alongside Fede and Kamavinga. But now, rather than just being another midfielder and just another number, you have to be the person now yeah, for yeah, this yeah. team. And I think if if when Mbappe comes, like if we live in a world where Bellingham hadn't been there, you follow you follow Bellingham and and uh, sorry, you follow um, Mbappe. And the reason you do that is because he's really good, but not because he's a really good leader. I think next year they get if they get Mbappe when they get Mbappe, whatever, it will be it'll be one where I can totally see a world where Bellingham will bollock Mbappe, yeah. and Mbappe will go. Hmm. And yeah, so yeah, to yeah. be able to that's an ability in itself to be able to get other people to sort of come in line. Yeah. That is huge yeah. when you've got a guy who only knows the utter opposite of it that that nuance needs to be managed though that nuance does need to be managed because it's i've seen it in madrid before and it's hard if you're not spanish if you're not spanish it's hard hard to be that guy at real madrid like if you're and he can do he can do it but when ronaldo tried to do it it wasn't received it wasn't wasn't, received in in the best way i feel like he can navigate that because he's drew bellingham when he's going goes for england he's saying vamos like he's really trying to embrace that that, that's crazy yeah that's crazy crazy. you do see a lot though i've seen it all over i've heard reese james say it before (laughs) for sure but the spanish media are very picky on 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 who they target last year the target is vinny Jude Bellingham this season, this whole Getafe, Badalos, Mason. Do you think Green, they're going to target him? They, they've they already are. done it. They've already started. The celebration, the first Jude. Everyone knows Jude's celebration is this. After the first game, they come at him as why? Why are you being disrespectful towards the fans? Because he he does it towards the opposition's uh, fan yeah, base. Yeah, yeah. He, even the player, the Bilbao player, Ika Munyan, came at him and said, "What are you doing? Like this mm. is not." They've already started. And right. a part of it comes being where he's from, the background he's from. But I feel like, I feel like he needs to watch out for the Spanish media. Because people always look at the British media being the, the way parked with the situation. The Spanish media much, much worse. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he, he has got much worse. We're talking about that snarl. That snarl can turn into a temper. Yes. Like, yes. We've seen that. Yeah. I remember Dortmund Rangers, Glasgow Rangers, and you could see him just sort of, it wasn't moping, but it was it was drifting towards petulance and mm-hmm. so if it isn't going right that, or, that or there was another situation with Dortmund where he received a bad pass from the captain Schelzma it was Schelzma Schelzma yeah the back pass he got a bad pass from him and he cussed him off he's like what are you doing in, in English of course right, right. but he's the captain bear in yeah, mind yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah he needs to yeah, watch right. out for the Spanish media sure. yeah watch out for himself as well I think yeah. that, that, is, that is certainly something but I think that um that overriding desire to win. He's so competitive. He's, and I think it's great to see. I really enjoy That's why I'm enjoying... When he's playing, I just watch him. Same. And and ultimately, he's got that dog in him. And if you've got that dog in you, that you can't you can't buy that. You can't, you can't on to- on learn top, that. On top of the dog, I know that word gets overused. He's got the aura, man. Got the aura. He's got the aura. <laughs> he's, got the aura. The thing is, he's 20. His, he's 20. His touch is not necessarily the best. He's not the best yeah, dribbler, but it not. all comes together. Sometimes it looks a bit awkward when Drew Bellingham's dribbling. And the ball's like not necessarily at his feet, but for some reason, he can just get... It's the aura. It's yeah, the aura. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like no one can get near yeah, him. Yeah, for sure. It's mad. Right, okay. Okay, I think we've um, we will agree he's good. Right. <laughs> right, welcome back, guys, to the Ripple Effect. I hope you guys are wonderful. Make sure you give us a five star rating and follow us on Spotify or wherever you are getting your podcast right this second, so that you can listen every single week. I'm joined by three wonderful people. 
Faisal is here. Faisal's got a channel. There's a link to that in the description. Go check that out. ASAP. Kweku, who I'm just nagging at. Just yeah, where is this yeah, channel? Yeah, no, it's, where it is, is it? it, it, it where coming. is it? It is coming. Well, it is coming. Okay. I've got Sean Mike now, so it's coming. Right, okay. yeah. 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 He's like, that's it. Kweku's a snob when it comes to the mic. He's been <laughs> after the Sean mic. So it's on the way. So that link will soon be in the description because Kweku joins us regularly. And Kai, producer Kai. What are you going? You chuck a, you're, doing the, you're doing the links. You chuck a link into your, of your uh, Twitter in there. Well, that works or your TikTok whatever works right I'm so around you're around so top 100 players from GDC Media we have no idea who they are and I apologise and I couldn't be bothered to, to look into them but I couldn't find them right they put forward the top 100 players and whilst you're in the description there'll be a link to this as well where you can see who is knocking about where this was all over Twitter last week so we thought we'd have a little look at it and we can put forward I said five but However many ripples you want to make in terms of movement or new entries or whatever it may be. What I will say, there are a lot of good names in here. And there are also, there are also one caveat is that there are some names here that are, say, quite high on the list. Some There's one that's from back in the day that I, I'm not having it. But then there's some that are from like the 40s and the 50s and things like that. Uh, and, and we're not going to touch on that too much. Because I think we want to respect our elders here, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but can we just talk about that very quickly, though? Of course we can. We can talk about whatever you want. Why? Okay. That's, you know, in, let me let me say the player that I've got that, that, okay. that I've got a problem with. And Kai's on hand for stats. Just to yeah. give you that nod, Kai. So be ready. Because I, I did my research on this player. Sure. Fair play. Uh, his name is, uh, where is he? I'd be interested to see if this is one of mine that feel, I feel should be no way near where it is. Okay. His name is Nasazi. Yeah. I did um, did my own research about this guy. Okay, he won the World Cup uh, for Uruguay. Of course, that was the first ever World Cup in the, in the in the nineteen nineteen thirties. I think he won the Golden Boot as well. He spent most of his career, I think, in Uruguay. Mm. I think we known as the Great Marshal. I think. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we. I feel like we have a problem nowadays of going of, of following nostalgia over actual players that we are seeing today. I, I feel like, in a way, people don't respect the players that plays today over the past five, ten years because they're doing it in an easier era, right. more uh, okay. resources. That's players on that list. I'm looking at them. Come on, they're surely not better than players that I'm thinking of. All right, so, okay, right. This is this leads us on to where, this is where we need to kind of go here. And we've all put, we've all put together our, our top five. And as I say, I think there's a top 20 podcast at some point. Do we had that debate about Mares being, forget it. The, <laughs> yeah, we right. did. So, First of all, I said Mahrez is one of the top 20 Premier League players of all time. Not a chance, mate. But our legacy I was leaning on. Not a chance. (laughs) Okay, we'll we'll argue with that another time. Right, so let's let's backpedal a little bit. Because, yes, the problem we have here with the top 100 list is there is a cocktail of things that you need to kind of put into play and then you need to um, put up a one cocktail up against another cocktail and they've got completely different ingredients right mm-hmm. and then from there you have to decide which cocktail is best yeah I, my analogies are mental today I, i'm really sorry yeah but so what are, when you're talking about players from back in the day as opposed to players now what would you how would you compare those two because the players back in the day would be playing would have you know nutrition bad pitches it's a different sport to yeah. a point right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they still might have been absolutely brilliant. And players right now might be brilliant. And also, one thing I, I did want to put out there, 
And I'm going to, let's get a name out there, first of all. So Sergio Ramos mm-hmm. is 33rd on this list. Mm-hmm. Maybe is- it's just because I don't like him. I don't know. But what it made me think about was that, say like the numbers when it comes to to trophies mm-hmm. for certain teams, is it easier to, to dominate and therefore get a lot of those trophies right. now yeah. in comparison, especially say like last 15 years? There's probably only been there's been less different teams winning the Champions League than in terms of a pool of different teams than yeah. there was prior to that. Mm-hmm. So, for example, someone like Mario Kempes in 1978, top goal scorer, they won that World Cup. He's kind of been put in kind of solely for that. Obviously, further down, but someone like Ramos, does Ramos end up getting higher because he's won loads of stuff? How important is winning loads well, of stuff? It's, I'm, I'm going to bastardize a Kendrick Lamar lyric but it's like astonishments and accomplishments and that's what it is it's the astonishments is the eye test and how it makes you feel the accomplishments is the hardware mm-hmm. and, the, and the honors that you've got and you've got to add those two things together and I think if you've not seen a player play then you're going to lean on the accomplishments because you you can't quantify how good I can't tell you how good Diego Maradona is as much as my dad would chat to me about how he's the greatest thing ever I'm going to sit here and tell you that Lionel Messi is spoiler alert Lionel Messi number one on my list um, but so you've got to, you've got to really add so many different things into it, and I understand what you're saying, Faisal, in terms of in terms of are we kind of leaning on the nostalgia? Are we being nostalgia merchants in terms of oh that that player's got that many accomplishments? We've seen that documentary about how they won the World Cup, but you do have to also respect that because without that, we don't have this today. One hundred percent. I'm very, very willing to... That's a lot of players there, Jarzinho, them man. I've heard about them. I've so Jarzinho was another one. I Jarzinho. When I looked into his club career, was was fine. It's fine, yeah, exactly. It's fine, but and he was electric in the 1970 World Cup, and I think scored either in every game or certainly was a top scorer by by some way in an amazing team. And he was one of the great players in that great team. So I, I hear that, but to be 24th on this list for me FIFA tax. is absurd. Yeah, yeah. FIFA tax. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah. FIFA tax, explain that to me a little bit more. I think I know what it is. He's got an icon card on That's FIFA it, and he's one of the better ones just because of how his stats are distributed. Right. So he's perceived 100%. I was just about to say that and the observation which I've made from this list, sorry, <laughs> and the observation which I've made from this list, it's only the impact which they've made at the World Cup. There we go. Or international state, because Cruyff was... Yeah. International. It's either international, either World Cup or international. Most of this, like, two, that's two Uruguayan players. Mm-hmm. The, only, the only reason why they're there... Oh, oh of the old boys that we don't... It's 1930, in the 1950s. Charles is in there because of the World Cup. That's players that... You mentioned Sergio Ramos. You mentioned his name and said, I think, 33, was it? Mm. For you, is that high? Is that low? It's too high. That's too high. Too high. He's a head brazy. He like yeah. That, he's, that's like, what it was for me. He's, he's a head brazy. And the thing is, when you hear about the standard bearers of like of of defending, he's a head of brazy. And of course, brazy's won less European cups than Sergio Ramos. It, it's a symptom of being in that Real Madrid team that was led by Cristiano Ronaldo that won all of those Champions oh, League. Brazy, in that. all aspects, if you ask anybody, if you ask anybody like who watched Brazy and watched Ramos, they'll tell you the Brazy's better. So, yeah, so for me... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. He's better at one certain aspect of the game, which is, what yes, his Defending. main responsibility. But when I look at a player, I look at four things. This is my criteria when I, when I make a top five, Let's top, 10, go. top 15. This is everyone's got different criteria. Yeah, yeah. I've this is what got, I wanted to get to. I've I got my main four criteria. I've got 
uh, talent and ability, mm-hmm. what you've won, mm-hmm. the impact of you winning, and legacy. Okay. That sound is phase of moving a cup from quite far away, <laughs> <laughs> closer to him, step by step. That's my full right, uh, filters. That's almost. my full filters. Sergio Ramos ticks one, two, three, four. <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I correct or incorrect? Let's debate this. Am okay, I... okay. so, so go, go again. So what's the, what's the, the legacy for sure? Legacy? Yeah. Hang uh, on. So, so, so what, explain legacy. What do you mean legacy? I think my general understanding of Sergio Ramos is a bit of a dick. <laughs> Am I wrong? That is the British. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. That is the. I, I think there's liberal fans around the world who will agree. They don't like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, but what he's done and what he's achieved, I, I can argue he's he's low on that list. Yeah. If 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 we base it on that specific so, outcome, yeah, yeah. Of that and list. I think it's it's different for different people, and that's kind of Sergio Ramos. I think is a really good one because like goals. He scored a lot of goals. Lot of like, goals. like yeah, fair yeah. enough, right? Twenty-three for Spain in the end of I mean, that's matches. that's amazing. And obviously, like better at penalties than Berezi for sure. Yeah, <laughs> missed the ninety-four World Cup. You talk about the Ronaldo Champions League, especially. I agree. I, I, You're going to tell I, me I, that I, death in my. You're going to. I agree. I'm just saying. Yeah. Three of the five catch uh, four he left. Yeah. Four of the Champions League. Three of them were down to Sergio Ramos. Yeah. Okay. Cool. La Decima. 1718 and I think, look, because I think what's clouding that for me is I don't like him. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's the problem. So, whereas look, when you do say everything that you've said there, and I, I think as a, maybe this is the QPR fan in me, I don't know. It's like the fortune to be in a good team. I know this seems bizarre, but like sometimes you're, sometimes you, there is a fortune in that and that will allow... I always, I always want to give credit more to the players that that drag someone. This is why, this is why me you have a fallout about Harry Kane because because I I hold Harry Kane accountable for his uh, his failings or shortcomings in in major in major finals. Right. Yeah. We had this. Uh, <laughs> and I look at this list and the biggest, the one that I want to just shout out was was Frank Lampard being below Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard gets a lot of credit for playing for a poor Liverpool team. I've said this multiple times already in these podcasts. It's about how you navigate your career off the pitch. We credit Gerrard for staying at Liverpool and not winning all those trophies. Steven Gerrard's career as well is defined by two major moments. Defined by Istanbul and is defined by the 2006 uh, FA Cup final. Uh-huh. Without those moments, what are we really talking about? We as people who've watched the game could appreciate how good he was, but we're not talking about him within the pantheon of greats. Whereas Frank Lampard, because he played for Chelsea and had better players around him, is kind of like, is discredited as being a, a top, top player. And I feel like... If no, I disagree with that. You don't think so? No, because I, I, think, don't, I don't think Gerrard should be ahead of Lampard, personally. I, I think Gerrard should be above Lampard. Based on what? I think he's a better player and I think he did more astonishing things. I think Lampard... His his accomplishments, I think at times, I think there, there is something, there's a problem here with certain achievements that yeah. come, like say Lampard, the scoring of the goals, the getting the best out of himself, all of that stuff. For me, if you if you put Lampard in a lesser side, does he do we anything? We can't do that. Because you then, have to do that. We can't. It's about the player, it's not about the team. We can't. It's not about the team, okay, it's okay, about the player. Okay, so, okay, so let's discredit Luka Modric because he should have stayed at Spurs his whole career and struggled. No, and he's so got that's Real- a great example. Luka oh. Modric... At for Croatia, 
yeah. has allowed them through brilliance I've done myself to, to yeah yeah to track to track that's the wrong one because for me I'm what I'm coming back to is yeah the modern thing you fill in the gaps yourself like, it's, drag, it's drag Croatia to finals a final that actually if you look at that game they were kind of unfortunate to, to sort of that could, game could have gone very differently for me the things that I'm looking at here is who's moved the game forwards who was peerless and who and, and then and then brilliance and talent when it comes to like and then and then maybe one last one hang on <laughs> Sub, like substance i think matters too and that substance yeah. can come through achievements but there is um for me a so for me a gerard champions league win for what he did against limpiarkos against you know, all the teams along the way in a team that had Traore in it is more impactful for me than Ramos's Champions League wins when he's got a team littered with some of the greatest players of all time. But I can then throw the argument, as you mentioned, who has taken the game further or changed the sport. I can, I can make an argument that Ramos has changed the way defending is. Yeah. And then... Can you? I can. Go on. Before, in the past, defending was perceived as one thing. Defend, right? Now, we see more ball-playing defenders and actually goal-scoring defenders, in a way. Corners, set-pieces, Ramos. Before Ramos, who can we, who can we honestly say ball-playing at a high level, scoring at a high level, uh, press-resistant, final third, who, who, who did we say that about centre-back? Ronald Koeman. Okay. <laughs> But I hear what you're saying. I totally hear what you're saying. But then again, but then again, but, 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 but then again, yeah, I, I was yeah, first up to the Miro. The Miro is very different. <laughs> you can say, you can say about Kerman or, or Mateus, who who was a bit defensive. Yeah, he came it, back yeah, there. He yeah, was a box most good. He was there. Yes. Kerman was, yeah. But I would say Ramos changed the way defending us. Now everyone was seeing this. I think I'm definitely not the person to have this debate with because I can't. I think there's an emotive element that I don't like his ego. But does, that's my that's my problem with Ramos because you're right. Everything that steps into that. But let's say like the penalties. If he's not got the sort of ego that he has, he won't take the penalties. Someone yeah. else to take the penalties, but he's like, I should be taking the penalties. So you say he's got the soul of a striker. I respect it. Maybe. Also, there's something about the weight of expectation. There's something about being expected to win the Champions League every year, being expected to perform at the highest level every year. Steven Gerrard, I'm sorry to go back to it, was not expected to win. He was not expected to win. And like when, when you're expected... And he did. A couple of times. <laughs> Sergio Ramos, every single year, Real Madrid expected to win the Champions League. And more times than not, they won the Champions League. Every single year. I think if you're expected to perform, and that's the reason why the Messi World Cup was so special. It's like, we are all here to see one thing. We are all here to see one thing. And so for you to be able to live up to that and to deliver that, I think deserves a lot of credit. And so those players who play for lesser sides, not lesser sides, play for sides that maybe haven't, aren't as heralded, yeah, or I, yeah. I, res I respect it, obviously. But to do it at the highest level is what we all strive and achieve and want to watch but I think you've been very harsh and critical towards Steven Gerrard yeah you've been very harsh because who's a better player Let, okay forget forget what they've won what they've scored who is the better player what Steven Gerrard, Gerrard or Lampard I think we need to have a conversation here that gets away from Gerrard and Lampard okay. <laughs> yeah. sorry the reason I say this the reason, so what's fascinating here right so Lampard's 83 Gerrard's 82 Skulls is 67 mm -hmm. thoughts um, I, I don't want to be too harsh here. 
nostalgia merchants. These are people. <laughs> these are people that when Paul Scott when, when Paul Scholes was playing, when he was actually playing. They weren't saying this. And then because I've seen interviews with Zidane talking about Paul Scholes, because I've seen interviews with Javi talking about Paul Scholes, everyone's like, oh, Paul Scholes. When he was actually playing, he was an incredible player, but people weren't saying that. So I want people to be true to themselves. Talk about what you actually felt and what you actually saw when you saw him play. Because you can go back retroactively and talk about how great he was, but it's football's about how you made you feel. And I'm not saying Paul Scholes didn't make people feel stuff. Man United fans, for sure. But the wider world of football only appreciated Paul Scholes after he stopped playing. Later on in Paul Scholes' career is when I really, really enjoyed it because he essentially turned into a bit of a, more of a sort of Perlo kind of player. He was yeah. just running it, tick, 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 tick it away. And I, I love Paul I Scholes, right? And and the passing of Paul Scholes and all that stuff's amazing. But when it comes to that debate, and again, I'm just I've just made it worse because I'm just adding <laughs> another team in there. But like, I don't know. What do you think about this this angle on it? Is eleven of because uh, it's uh, eleven of Gerrard. 11 of Lampard, 11 of Skulls. 11 of Gerrard run that. All, all, like, without I, I think that's where cuts. I keep coming back to. But, but you could suggest that Lampard beats Skulls, right? Yeah, 11. But yeah, maybe 11. that's not totally what it's all about because Skulls no. is about vision, right? But then so also Skulls can difficult. do, it did different things at different points of his career. Early in his career at Manchester United, he scored goals, he made those mm-hmm. late runs mm-hmm. to the box later in his career. I think people appreciate Paul Skulls more when Ticka Taka came about and people appreciated the more cerebral side of the game. Yeah, he was, that's in, the wrong, people, he was in the wrong era. Wrong, a wrong bit. era, wrong yeah, generation. Yeah, 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 but people start to appreciate him more when so, Pep came Okay, so I do want to get back to David Beckham at one point, but let's skip to <laughs> number six on the list. Mm-hmm. Xavi, yes, who is, is and and again, if we maybe we, maybe we kind of keep players aligned a little bit. So we've got Paul Scholes in sixty seventh, mm-hmm. we've got Perlo in forty seventh, mm-hmm. we've got Xavi in sixth, and Busquets is not on this list. That's mad. That's 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 crazy. <laughs> that's mad. That's, that's just that's just crazy. I, I, I did not even know that. <laughs> I'm just, I, yeah. I messaged you. I mean, I, I've had a look at it a few times. I'm pretty sure he's not there. I had two players that that that, that came. To, why not? But Busquets not being on the list. I, I didn't dis- Busquets yeah, that's just either. disgusting. So okay, so so my okay. Here's a ripple from me. Busquets needs to be on that fucking list. One hundred percent. So okay, so when we've got those guys there, mm. Skulls, Perlo. And Xavi, are you happy with where Skulls is? Are you happy with where Perlo is? And are you happy where Xavi is? Xavi's a, a, a smidge higher for me. A I, smidge higher. I agree. Um, not not smidge. A bit, a bit too a chunk. Bit, a bit too, a, chunk. Yeah, a bit chunk too high. For yeah. Me. Oh no no uh, no! I'd put him higher. I'd put him higher. So I just you've got him in the top five players of all time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I have, I have, and I, I had, and I had this. No, I have, I have. No, you haven't. I have because let's be, <laughs> was, let, let's be honest. Let's I, was, be honest. I, was, I was, you know what? I, 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 you, I liked you. you. <laughs> I, 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 I can't believe. I am so excited I, to hear you I, land, land. Go do you know it. what? As a, as a, as a, play, as a person who used to go and watch Chelsea home and away, used to go and travel and go and watch Chelsea play against Barcelona and watch from afar that Spain team that dominated football. I can safely say that that's the best football I have ever seen. And the fulcrum, the metronome, the person that made that all happen was Xavi Hernandez. The best football that I think we've all in our lifetime ever seen was as a result as, as a result of this man. This man was is the best centre midfielder of all time, in my humble opinion. Wow. And I think for that reason, because centre midfield, as you know, Jim, as you, pl- you play centre midfield, is the hardest position to play in football. He was the best at it, playing for the best teams, making them the best teams. I think he's the top five footballer of all time. Okay. Do you want a rebuttal now? Or I can put... I've got a question as well. I've got a question. So, you know... Okay, so, so take out 
forget time, right? Yeah. Forget time. For mm-hmm. a second. Everyone stop. Everyone forget what you're doing. Right. Same Barcelona team. Take out Xavi. You put in Skulls or Perlo. Is that team just as good? Okay. Bias? Non- no. You know what? Let's. I- I'm gonna ask that question. Unbiased? No. I don't think. I don't think that team will be as good without Xavi. You make some good points about Xavi. Yeah. I'm not denying Xavi's greatness. Xavi's a wonderful player. Very crucial. X, Y, and Z. However. I can make a very good argument that if you take Iniesta out from that team, Barcelona will not be as good if you take Xavi out from that team compared to if you take Xavi out of that team. Iniesta, for me, was the focal point. Xavi did everything back 2008, 2012, but Iniesta was much more vital in certain moments than Xavi, in my opinion. Yeah, v- yeah go, on, go on. No, go, 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 go. I was going to say, like, yeah, in terms of like the final third, and we saw Iniesta score some vital, vital goals playing out wide occasion, especially for Spain. But in terms of the heartbeat, in terms of what made that Spain team tick, was the fact they had 80% possession. The fact that nobody could get the ball off of them. And the reason for that was Xavi. The reason why people are obsessed with this style of football is not only because of Pep Guardiola, it's because Xavi made that happen. The reason why Billy Gilmore can now play for Brighton in the midfield and play in the Premier League where maybe 15, 20 years ago, people looked at him and said, he's not physical enough, is because of Xavi. Xavi changed the definition of a centre midfielder. Centre midfielders don't need to be able to go box to box. Centre midfielders uh, need no. to be able to... What do we talk about all the time? Scanning. Scanning, 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 scanning. Nobody scanned better than Xavi. Nobody passed better yeah, than Xavi. But that, but Nobody. Yeah, but, but that came down to Pep, though. That came down to Pep. Uh, Ch- Xavi, it's, it's not like Xavi was promoted the moment Pep got there. Xavi was, was playing since the, since the age of 2002, 2001. Yeah. He was there with Frank Record. He was there. He wasn't doing that at that time. Pep developed him into that person. For sure. Iniesta was there. Pep, Xavi was very fortunate. You mentioned that, spe- uh, that Spanish team. But come on, Broski. <laughs> Chabi <laughs> Alonso yeah, 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 Sergio yeah, yeah. Busquets Fabregas yeah. David Silva Iniesta come on it helps having talents around you yeah. top 5 of all time yeah but I guarantee, it's crazy. I, I guarantee you if you go to all the other top your guys top 5s and you look at the teams that they played in they also played with some incredible players too yeah yeah I hear that so are you putting because um, you've got Xavi Busquets Iniesta I don't. I, I, I think Xavi and Busquets is t- tight. Xavi, you know, a bit more um, wanted to, you know, get forward a little bit more, scored more goals, right? Iniesta, Iniesta is twentieth on this list. He's uh, and he's beneath. This is going really well as well because you can just bounce from players. He's one under Modric. Yeah. What it should be is so sorry. If you if just to finish off the Xavi thing, yeah. I mean, I disagree with you. Top five because I think it's just, like the system of Pep means that the sort of greatness could have still been there. I think overall I would still go with Xavi because he was, you know, he's, it's in his DNA, right? And so probably he would have done things quicker and Perlo likes a longer pass, Skulls likes a longer pass, whatever. But for me, of that, like, Iniesta, Xavi, Busquets, the one that feels the most replaceable is Xavi for me. I I can't. <laughs> I actually can't. I've had this. I had. It's so funny because when you sent me the the list in terms of what we're doing, I've had this conversation with my mate before, and he was arguing that Iniesta is way more important. And somebody wrongly argued that Rodri is Busquets, Iniesta, and Xavi combined. But I, I, I heard that. That was disgusting. The, well. That's just insane. Say that again, sorry. Rodri is Xavi, Iniesta, and Busquets combined, and just, it's not worth having that conversation. Okay, yeah. But ja- but Xavi is irreplaceable so okay let me move a word about it importance 
And then brilliance, I'm sure it's coming back to. Who's a more brilliant player, Iniesta or Xavi? Iniesta's more brilliant. That's why I. That's why when you're saying him there, I'm like. Yeah, mm, I, 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 I think I think importance is. It's, is great, it's great for the tease at the front. Yeah, I do just think that um, importance is, and the rest of the players in the top five are are astonishing and they do get you off your seat. But I do think importance and the way the game developed as a result of that Barcelona team and and the most important player of that team, Byron Messi, um, was Xavi. Okay. Modric, Iniesta, Ronaldinho, 19, 20, 21. Is that the correct order? Say, say it again. Modric, 19th, yeah. 20th, Iniesta, Ronaldinho, 21st. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes I, I get I'm guilty of this because Ronaldinho was was my childhood, um, maybe elevating him higher than he should be. Um, his peak was only three years. He was incredible for those three years and preceded the Messi and Ronaldo era. That's why I think he gets viewed so highly and so favorably. Um, but around 20th is where he should be in terms of an all time list for uh, for great players. Okay, let's. Uh, we're gonna have to go a bit of a quick fire here because I just realised. I think yeah, I think we, one person should be higher than him. Though. We're uh, done. Who? Uh, what out of those three? No, no, no. One person who's not on that should be higher. Let's let, let's start ticking some off. We've got seven minutes, I think, before we, we have to go. And I also want to get people's um, top five. Sorry, we get the uh, studio for a certain amount of time. So um, so that's what we're, we're doing here. So, uh, by the way, just for the record, I really struggle with Modric and Ineos and how to separate them. I think the fact that Modric is with us to, right now, I lean towards Modric. Ronaldinho, 21st. I'm okay with that order. Um, so, too high... Who else do you want to go put forward as too high? Put go through your list. Uh, okay, I've got uh, I've got a lot, but I'm going to make it very simple. I'm going to say three players that's way too high. One of them is uh, I think both of Hazard and Di Maria. The fact that he's 17 should be a disgrace. Di Maria is that is the worst. That's worst the worst shout, shout yeah. of the entire list. Isn't worst, it? worst. Chavi was one of them. Is he top 100? Uh, Di, Di Maria and how? Not for me. Uh, no. no. Not for me. No. Again, it's like he scored in the World Cup final. Fine. Cup he's America. a great example of he's been in great teams yeah. with other great players. I'm not sure he's that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think uh, Van Dijk being as high as he is, for mm-hmm. me, I've got a problem with that. And Shouldn't be on this list. Why not- have you got a problem with that? Because that's what's something I was trying to work through myself. <laughs> Okay, why do we have him there when we can... We spoke about Sergio Ramos, but Van Dijk's what? Had... The reason why he's there is because of two seasons. Yeah. So I said, so coming back to my criteria, brilliance, absolutely. Longevity? No. Not really. If John Terry and Rio Ferdinand on this list, Van Dijk shouldn't be on this list. Yeah. I think that's but fair. one person should be, three players I've got, very quickly. Salah should be on the list to start yeah. with. <laughs> yeah, this is that. It's wild. To, to, it? start, is Salah to start off with, Neymar. Where? Whereabouts? Where are you putting him? Like it's Top 50 or bottom 50? Top 50. Top 50? Top 50. Uh, Neymar should be in that list, and and he should be he should he be is, he's forty four. Uh, no, no, sorry, 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 he should be off it. He should no, he should be top, <laughs> sorry. he should be top twenty. Top twenty, Neymar. Than <laughs> Neymar should be top twenty. Right, that's your one then. That's, that's <laughs> no a nonsense. Neymar should Where be top, are you getting that from? Neymar should be that's top twenty. That's an SDS. Yeah. You've said it previously, and now you're trying to stick <laughs> with it. <laughs> Neymar top twenty players of all time. I'm 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 why the reason why I'm saying is it's Dino is twenty one. Neymar is a, Dino should Neymar should be above Ronaldinho. I've had this conversation so many times. We're running out of time. I can't with that. I can't with that mindset. I can't with anybody that says Neymar's above Ronaldinho in any sort of list ever. Never. No. No. I agree. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> you, you haven't had that chat with me though. No, me, you have that chat. <laughs> you're leaning chat. on. You're leaning on statistics there, Neymar. 
Somebody, oh, let's not so, so, no, no. Somebody let's showed not. me a list of Neymar. Oh, he's about to surpass somebody on the list of all-time assists. On that list, I saw Landon Donovan, and I said, "Please don't bring that argument." <laughs> to me. I said, "Please don't bring that argument to me anymore." Oh, I'm still not missing. I'm not right. doing it. <laughs> um, I, I know it's going to kill Kai if we don't talk about it. Bale, 69th. Go on, Kai. Off you go. What are you saying? I would walk over broken glass, a mile of broken glass to kiss his foot. <laughs> Left foot, not his right foot. Oh, right? it doesn't matter. Right, right. Uh, if, after the game, preferably. Uh, the moments that he's given me and my mates have allowed us to dream and become like, like rub shoulders with like football nations that like achieve amazing things. When in August 2011. Wales were 117th in 117. the world. 117th, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> October 2015, we were 8th in the world. He's spitting. Gareth Bale in that time, 27 games, 16 goals, Jeez. 7 assists. Assists. Mate, I hear that. Bale should be above Hazard. And I'm, yeah. I'm a Chelsea yeah. fan. I love, yeah. I love in Hazard, yeah. but Bale, yeah. Bale should be yeah. above Hazard. Look yeah. a little bit higher. Bale should be above... Hazard, let's go through. Skulls, he should, uh, yep, he should be above. In terms of brilliance. Gigs or not? Nah? Yes. Oh, Gigs should be on the list. Easy. Genuinely. Easily. Easy. Interesting. Uh, draw gets forgotten. Gigs 92 to 95 was a frightening. Top, was a top, frightening. top player. Frightening. Yeah. But um, I agree. I but I, I, I put him above, <laughs> I think he goes, it definitely goes above Del Piero for me. Paolo Rossi had... Was a good goal scorer, but One you know World had a great Cup. World Cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, Bale could be a lot. Higher. I've spoken about this before. In terms of a, a watermark, Bale, whilst he was in the Prem, the sort of last season, last two seasons was a joke. Go and watch that twelve thirteen uh, season. Bro, the yeah. goals from that season are stupid for Spurs. Except, <laughs> it's crazy. And obviously, what he's won for Real Madrid, Madrid. goals in. Champions League Champions finals. League 14. <laughs> You're hyping me now. <laughs> 14, 17, 18. The penalty shootout in the 15, 16. Exceptional. Exceptional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luis Suarez should be high, in my opinion, as well. Interesting. Wayne Rooney should be on this list. Yeah. Wayne, Wayne. Rooney's not on this list. So, okay. It's not on the list. Wayne Rooney's not on the Name's list. Name's not on the list that I've got that I thought were an option. Um, Shearer. Where's Shearer? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Shearer? To be, fair, like, like that, to be fair, like, if you put the likes of Vieira and then Piero and then, man, yeah, I would say all-time Premier League goal scorer. I hear Prem it. Prem top three, right? I, I hear Most it. Most people's yeah. top three. What? Prem He's top three. Premier League top three players of all time. Players? Yeah. If Ben's not players. Shearer? Players? Top three? Strikers? Wait, 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 wait. I'll have the conversation. All-round complete forwards, right? Yeah, yeah. No? Well, you said Benzema what? Benzema if Benzema's be... there, Shearer should be there. Shearer has to be in there. Sure has to, you guys don't know you're younger you're younger I and I've it. got no bias here I'm well yeah, I don't Faisal, care Faisal's done it I need that clip that's the Palmer. Mourinho take the headphones off Shira cannot Shira cannot chat you, to to Karim Benzema did you just say if Karim Benzema <laughs> Shira should goals. be there Benzema's getting like 10 a season at one point that's true. That's true. That's true. Close. Close. Never done it for people Blackburn. don't know how good Shearer was. People don't understand Shira how good Shearer was. If Shearer tried to carry Blackburn, Blackburn Shearer is a joke. Bro, people on. don't know. 30, 30, 30 in a mid table team apart from one season. Guy's a joke. And then Newcastle were crap apart from one season. He was still banging in goals. And he's not even on this list. Anyway. Come on. Also not on there. Also not in this 100. Unless I've got this wrong. And forgive me if I have. Roberto Baggio. 
Oh yes, yeah, it's not, I think so. well, he's known, but his hindrance in his career is the penalty he missed. Yeah, if 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 Barazi if, missed the penalty in the same penalty yeah. shoot, yeah, he's yeah, but, yeah, but if because but all the, the attention, that's the last one. That's the yeah, last the one. last, and because all, all the attention was on him for that ninety-four World Cup. If he scores that and they win it, he's probably top fifteen, yeah, top twenty. Easy. But like yeah. that, that was a, a, a yeah. watermark or watershed moment in his career, and he yeah. unfortunately missed it. There's no Sadov. Ooh. Yeah. I think we say for everyone points to the accomplishments, but I think again, if people are honest with themselves and when they watch teams play, I don't think no one's watching that for Sadov. Yeah, where's the astonishment? Maybe not. I I feel like Danny Alves should be higher. Yep, I feel like his outside of football is is killing him. Uh, And one person that shouldn't be on the list, okay, it's a bit harsh, but yeah, I think yeah, shouldn't be on the list is uh, Vidal. I was going to say Vidal. Why the hell is he on that list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. Uh, why is he on that list? One last one. I'm okay with it, but I, I just thought of it. Just because people talk about him being one of the greatest left backs of all time. Ashley Cole. Yeah, yeah. It's more, maybe more a couple of I don't know. The last name I have to talk about before we give our fives. Diego Forlan. 46. Are you not going? Are you not going to mention Wayne Wayne Rooney? No. Sorry, I thought we had. We had touched you know, on. I, I think that's. I think that's some brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I think that is. Four lines on the list, and Rooney's not. Yeah, what are we talking about? not there. Yeah. What are we yeah. about? Can we do our top fives real quick? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. But yeah, Diego Forlan. I just that is that is that alongside Angel Di Maria are the worst two shouts for me. Terrible. Don't get it. Dino Zoff kind of got in there because he's a forty-year-old winning a <laughs> winning the World Cup. Dino and you try, try and chuck in another goalkeeper, I don't really get it either. Um, even 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 yeah. Griezmann shouldn't be as high as he is right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah right, top that. fives. Quacky, come on. Okay, top five. So you still got time to change? No, no, no. Javi no. fifth place. I'm actually very confident about that one. Okay. Cristiano Ronaldo in four for me. You will not. You will not believe this. You will not believe this. Before the World Cup, I was a Ronaldo over Messi guy. Were you? I was a Ronaldo of a Messi guy. Yeah, me too, I, me bro, too. I was a Ronaldo of a Messi guy. You cannot deny that if in a in a three month span you do an interview with Pierce Morgan, you fall out of your national team, you get you get benched. The person who comes in for you scores a hattie. Are you serious? You try and claim a goal that's not your goal, and you walk down the tunnel, you're crying, and your career rival ends up winning the World Cup. That changes perception. If Ronaldo wins that World Cup, he might be the goat. Wait, 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 wait. You're you're letting three months. A one hundred percent. Ronaldo's twentieth career. It, it, it was the. <laughs> It was the greatest implosion in football in history. I have never seen anything like it. Jot that title down, Kai. That is a video. <laughs> Honestly, it was the. I've never seen anything like it. Anyway, CR seven number number four, Pele number three. Never saw him play, but you got to respect the uh, uh, accomplishments. Maradona number two. My dad would kill me if I didn't put him in top two. And then Leo number one. That's disgusting. What do you mean? That, that is one of the what worst. You, that's how you can finish your, finish us off because I think you, you, you might need the floor. Let me do my five. Here we go. Fifth. Zinedine Zidane. Yes. Okay, we're right. Zizou. Okay. Yeah, he was a joke. Fourth, Ronaldo. Cristiano. Yeah, man. What? 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 What are we doing here? For someone that good looking, that's an ugly. He's ugly. Yeah. It's ugly. What are we doing here? I just don't like it. No, 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 no. You know what? This is third. You can talk in a minute. Third. Third Pele, you know, for the for the bulk of my life, he was by far and away kind of well. He it was him one Maradona two. As I've like dived into it more and more and more, I have to have Diego Maradona as ahead of him again because for me, I think that ability to make others great or to take pl- players somewhere and it to feel good, I think Diego Maradona did that for 
everyone he played for pretty much apart from Barcelona, I guess. And Lionel Messi, number one, it's not even a conversation. Yeah. So, is, so we've got similar we've got similar top five, apart yeah. from number five. Apart from five. And I can I could put it down there. This is horror. Zizou fifth. Yeah. Okay. The only reason why I've got fourth and third is because of history and what my dad tells me and I ha- it's an obligation in a way Pele fourth Maradona third anyone and this is me being very respectful to I love both of you guys <laughs> anyone who has Cristiano Ronaldo outside of that top two they like to be different and they just hate that person if there is no argument that you can throw at me for you to have Ronaldo outside of the top two, your argument said three months, Broski. Don't. That is <laughs> disgusting, and that has that's not even to do with football itself. Faisal, I w- if I wish you have, if you if you take Ronaldo's career seriously over the past twelve months, then you shouldn't you shouldn't speak about football. Let, let me ask, let me ask one question: go on, go on, go on. Is is it what's more important, what you do or how you do it? What do you mean? What's more important, what you do? Or how you do it, and and what he hasn't done both of them, and uh, what you just said, how he did it, and it's how it. it's how he's done it. What do you mean how he's done it? Uh, well, how he's done it? No, how he's done it is the Deathima. 13-14, he scores the fourth goal and takes his top off. Bro, I loved him then as well. But when I look back at it in the cold light of day, I'm just like, it kind of stinks to me. All of it just kind of okay, stinks. Okay, okay, you mentioned a, uh, a celebration. He scored the fourth goal. What about the semi-final? Barry Bayern Munich. Who yeah. carried us? Yeah. Who was the top scorer of that campaign? Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo with what, 14, 15 goals? Yeah. Who, the, the, the group stages. Why are we, why do we love pinpointing a moment of his career to, you know what, you know what we're doing here? You know what we're doing? What we doing? You know what we're doing? We are this week. We, we this is how football is, yeah. Nowadays, yeah, we love to disregard someone's ability and talent and compliments just to highlight a bit of their flaws. That's what we're doing. You're, you're telling me about a, a, a celebration when he was the top score of that competition. You're giving me, you're giving, what's your argument with Ronaldo? But I, I think you're right in the fact that it this is this isn't the list, this is my list, right? And in my list. Cristiano Ronaldo has to be in the five because he's outrageous. He's been outrageous. He's he's got la- every last drop out of his professionalism. That professionalism is driven by one thing: his ego, right? Whereas Maradona, Lionel Messi, Pele, Pele, it's a different feeling. And so for my five, I don't want him in the top two. And uh, exactly, he just he just basically but numbers. If you want to go on numbers, then fine. But Mario Jardel makes it into the top five. Then it's not numbers about Ronaldo. Though. It's not. Every, it's, it's numbers. It's all numbers. It's, uh, bro, oh, it's let, all numbers. Let's not do this. You're, you're, no, no, you're no, just falling for the perception of the past couple of seasons. Faisal, Faisal, I, I can't explain to you. I wish I knew you before before the World Cup happened. I was the biggest Ronaldo guy. And and I was blinded by love. I was blinded by lust. I love that guy so much, man. He was my favourite non-Chelsea player ever. Bro, when you look at it in the cold light of day, what he did at Real Madrid, I think when they were both at in Spain when they're both playing football in Spain I think Ronaldo maybe outshone Messi in terms of what he won and what he did but if you look at the whole career the entirety of the career I don't think Ronaldo can be put above Diego Maradona who won Napoli's first two ever Serie A titles in an era where Italy was the best league in the world and and won won the World Cup in 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 1986 I just don't think Ronaldo can go above Pele who won three World Cups who was the definition of football for anybody who was a football fan or not a football fan for decades and decades and decades Ronaldo being fourth on this is not a slight on Ronaldo I get you're a Real Madrid type fan it's not even a Madrid it's not even it's just the love of the game like I said earlier 
player. If you don't have Ronaldo in the top two, you're you're just trying to be different. No, you're, you're trying to be edgy, and you just <laughs> and, you, and you just no, no, and I, you just don't like the guy. You you both you your arguments you're throwing me. You don't like the person. But that's but that's that's part of it. That exactly. has to be a part of it. Exactly. You no, what you're 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 correcting exactly what you're saying, but that doesn't mean it's not valid. If if it that should mean something to you, how? people go about you know, what they do it's, it just comes down to the persona of the person but if you actually if you study the game Ronaldo no, is, no 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 no, no, no. because <laughs> <laughs> I know how you are with that I know how you, I know how you are with that if you study the game and if you're in love of the game you shouldn't have Ronaldo outside the top two it's really like I, I, I think what, we, what, what I will give you is that this is us not putting if we want to be clinical yeah top two okay if we want to be clinical but if you want to be if you want to have, like, why do we love the sport? If you want that bit of it, the soul of it, then then I can pop him down one. And, and what and, and what Ronaldo doesn't 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 tick that box. Like I said, people they look at Ronaldo and they only look at three years in the last three years of his career, and they think that's what Ronaldo's been over the past twenty years. They forget what he, what, what, what he was at United. That young teenager. Most dribbles, people people forget that. As early Madrid stint, people forget that. What he did with Portugal, what he did with, with, with Madrid, people, they love, like I said, they love to highlight a bit of flaws of his career. The World Cup, the Pace Morgan, the Pace Morgan nonsense, this and that. This is what Ronaldo's career is. Do you, know what, do you know what it really summed up for me? When Argentina won the World Cup and Martinez was the hero of the penalty shootout, who do they all run to? Lionel Messi. If the same thing was to happen to Portugal, I just don't think Cristiano Ronaldo gives his teammates, fans, anybody and that, and, and, the same feeling. And football's about feeling. But, and, and football's to, about to, feeling. And, and so, you've just ticked my box. Your yeah, yeah. your hatred for Ronaldo is not even football related. I love it. No, no, no. no you, it's not even football related. It's just persona related. But you're just being about numbers. You are. How is the numbers? Because you're you're saying what we're saying isn't valid. And the reason you're saying what we're saying isn't valid is because we're we're putting in something that isn't about the numbers. Whereas I, as I said to you, I agree with you. If it's about being clinical and being about numbers, Ronaldo, Ronaldo is second, of course. But it's my list, and it's not all about that. And, and, and that's no, what I'm saying. And numbers, he doesn't even go second. So, Num- so numbers, meet me numbers, there. Numbers, meet me Pele there. go there. Meet me there. Do you hear what I'm saying? Can you not hear what I'm saying? <laughs> I, 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 I'll be real. Hear, hear what I'm saying. No, I'll be real. I, 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 I can't look at a person and take their opinion seriously if they really have their persona driven and impacting the decision for them to actually push Ronaldo outside the top two. You can't look at this sport and you've watched this sport for a long time. I've watched it, you've watched it, you've watched it. And we can't just say Cristiano Ronaldo is not the second. I, I've, I've got Messi first. I'm a Madrid fan. I hate, I hated Messi. I hated Messi, but I had to appreciate what his greatness and what he's done. But you guys, you, oh, I'm not taking what you, your, your, your reasoning is crazy. Your reasoning is stupid. Your reasoning is stupid. Man. I've, had, I've had enough. Man. Okay, we have to call it a day anyway. Mate, it's all love. Uh, Basil, absolute hero. Go check out all his stuff. Links in the description for absolutely everyone here. Kweku, thank you, mate. Well done. Great stuff. Kai, thank you very much as well. Uh, of course, you can watch what you've just listened to if you're on a different platform on Spotify exclusively. Give us a five-star rating and uh, yeah, have a great day. Cheers. Amazing. That's a good one. I've got an second as well. <laughs> you know, Bull. We have the same initials. I have to. <laughs>